0: Shall I go Facebook Live? Bang. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Bang. 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 Bang.
0: Bang on. Hello, Mif. Hello, Zan. Is it getting hot in here?
1: I thought you just burped and you were worried about the smell. That was oh, the face I'm you were just about pulling. I'd,
0: I'd share that with you. Is
1: it getting hot in here? Yeah. So
0: take off all, all your clothes. clothes. I am getting so hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. Um Nelly's been in the country and I missed it. It's illegal, isn't it? That is illegal. <laughs> Maybe he's still here
1: with us. Maybe that's why it's steaming up. Mm. Not steaming up because we're here for bang on for another week. Your shortcut to everything that you need to talk about over the water cooler, in group chats, the barbecue, oh yeah, school pickup,
0: Facebook live, Facebook live. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, nah, Facebook Live's bad, I isn't it? I was joking. If you, yeah, Miff and I tried a bit of Facebook Live earlier, if you follow us on socials. Mm. That's the sort of stuff that happens behind the scenes. It's mm. thrilling. It is it's thrilling. It's us figuring out Trying how to, to do work Facebook stuff.
0: Live. And I couldn't work it out, so bad luck never doing it again. You know what, you've
1: had a very busy week, because last weekend you hosted Australia Decides mm. alongside Joel
0: Creasy for your bloody Eurovision, Eurovision, our entrant, Kate Miller Heidke. Amazing. It amazing. was amazing. I felt like I was part of history. So good. Involved in that show, because that's the first time we've done it. Which is basically select our song that goes off to Eurovision And it was huge, huger than I could have ever expected And so much fun and just a real privilege to be a part of a moment in time like that Vibe in the room? Vibe in the room, thousands in the entertainment centre And a lot of screaming, a lot of enthusiasm Look, to be honest, not enough wind machines and key changes in the song <laughs> selections. I have to say, um could have upped that, but maybe next year there'll be more room for that. Maybe they were just the entrance of being a little bit safe this year. Um, but if someone came at us, I think with wind machines, glitter cannons, pyrotechnics and Oh yeah, pyro. Yeah, uh, and a white frock. I think they've got it sewn up. That's my advice. I like to see a piano on fire. Oh, piano's on fire. Piano on fire is good. Yeah, and some sort of staircase walking up to the sky. Although Kate Miller Heidke, with her staging mm. of Zero Gravity, it was very, very Eurovision, Absolutely. I must say. And in the room, uh, I've Never heard a crowd roar so enthusiastically as when she performed. Same with Electric Fields. And if anyone gets a chance to see Electric Fields, they're just magnificent. That song was such a hit. Oh, is such a hit. Yeah. Really got stuck in my head. Yeah. And Zacharias, one of the most amazing performers. And, and Michael, the guy who does all the programming and singing as well. They're, they're perfect. They're so everything right now. Electric Fields is where it's at. So um, they didn't win, but they were very well deserving in second place. But also, I think they won the hearts of Australia so it was totally.
1: great see you in Eurovision finals in May I love an early fashion update are we there already it's a well it's a big one there's still more to come on bang on oh still yeah still to
0: come still to come because usually
1: we put this at the end of the podcast That's but it was true. such a big one when we had a The music industry's night of nights, Mm. um, which for us was our Monday afternoon of afternoons, Mm. the Grammy Awards. A lot of big angles going on, a lot of structure, some
0: hats, some very big hats. A lot of sisters are dressing it for themselves, I think, is where we're at right now in fashion, and I'm loving it. What were your highlights? J Lo, who is she? What's under that hat? I can't see. Doesn't matter. There she is. She's just going to be there anyway. She can own a room faceless. There was Alicia Keys also because she went through
1: a bunch of different costume changes and she had a hat on at one stage. And for both of them, half of their faces were you couldn't see. in shadow, which I thought was such a baller move. In the shadow. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, I didn't like Gaga's performance. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah, I didn't I'd, like I'm it. I'm starting to get a bit actory Gaga. Now there's a lot of emotion in her you know responses to her her multitude of awards and it's, it's
1: weird because she hasn't really been in the media much, so I don't know why you'd be sick of her. Yeah. Like she hasn't really appeared much I'm saying, not saying many I do
0: love it I do love it but like the I'm like girlfriend, you've cried a fair few times over this. I know it's big, but I reckon you've got this. yeah. And it's, you know you sort of go, and it's all for show, and it's all the drama, and I sound really harsh, don't I? No,
1: no, it was a very Gaga performance of shallow, and was I wa- I wanted an Altie performance. You know how much, how deeply I am connected to that song. Katy Perry, toilet roll holder. Remember, you'd go to your mm. grandma's, and there'd be the yeah. fluffy, like lacy layered toilet roll holder. No reason duny to do roll that. Doll. But she was a dunny She looked like a Dunny roll doll, didn't she?
0: Yeah. Well, um, uh, Riri did that quite a few years ago as well. Oh, okay. With the uh, at the Met Ball with that pink. Oh yes tulle concoction yeah. that was just the size of a, a, a bus, essentially. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Katy Perry sort of streamlined that a little bit with some metal from a car bonnet, perhaps, which was the <laughs> bodice. And then what, what would you call that? A sort of a gumnut shaped um, dress? Yeah. Skirt? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a toilet roll holder. Yeah, it was a dress.
1: <laughs> the, I really did like what Janelle Monet was wearing. Super crazy angles and both her outfit and also Cardi B, who was in, how do I pronounce it? Terry Mugler.
0: Mugler. Yep. Mugler. Yep. A vintage
1: 1995 outfit, which kind of looked like sort of the birth of Venus. Yeah. Um. Both of them kind of looked like they were. Well, the, okay. I, I'm going to tell you what someone else in the office told me. What? My friend Joe, who's a journalist with Hack, when I was like, "What did you think of the Grammys fashion?" She's like, "Yeah, all the outfits were kind of like Kinder Surprise. Everybody needed to unwrap." <laughs>
0: So true. That is so true. I loved it.
1: Ah, oh, they all liked that, wasn't it? It's just yeah. kind of like a emerging mm. vibe, unwrapping the Grammys.
0: Hopefully there's a toy in there as well. <laughs> you hope so. It was so good. Anyway. Hats are a thing. I think we need to bring them into the office. Just like a, a couple of weeks ago at work, we had um, on Wednesdays We Wear Leopard Leopard print because leopard print is back. Um, Never went away, Miff. No, I know not for me personally, but now that it's back, I've often I've really felt really uncomfortable about wearing it to work. It can people can go too much. Yeah, too much. So on Wednesdays we wear leopard, but I'm thinking, you know, so you get the confidence of wearing an outfit you're not sure about because everyone else is wearing the same. So it's that we need to do it with the hats. Hat Tuesday. Huge hat. (laughs) Huge hat Thursday. Yes, we can do bang on in a massive hat. Huge hat on Thursdays we wear huge hats and we go Facebook Live. Yeah, anyone else? We'll do huge, huge hat next Thursday. Huge, okay. Huge Have hat- you got one? No. You know I'm, I'm just going to get one.
1: like a sombrero. and be really embarrassing. No, you
0: can't. it's got to be. It's got to be design. no. designer. Designer, your own design.
1: Okay, my own design. Design. All right. Let's come on, come
0: on. Stop. Thursday, Thursday. It's a collective oh, event. Hang okay. on. Huge hat Thursday. Huge hat Thursday. All right, done. Uh,
1: That's a really beautiful vocalist by the name of Phoebe Bridges, who is a 24-year-old singer-songwriter out of the States. And she is someone who has just appeared in a new article uh, that the New York Times literally just published today. That song, Motion Sickness, was a song that she wrote about Ryan Adams, the musician who's been around for many, many years. Um, Phoebe was 20 years old when she met Ryan Adams. He was 40 and he was an early supporter of hers. Um, The story goes was that she, a kind of mutual friend sort of said, hey, to Ryan, you should check out Phoebe Bridges. She's great. And he literally said, show me a picture. And then he said, yeah, I'll meet her. He ended up recording her debut EP and showing her a lot of support. So, you know, giving her, you know, helping her out with opportunities to to meet different people and you know, literally do support slots and stuff like that. And they ended up having a very brief fling, and that story has been out and about for a while. Like she released that on her debut record in 2017, and she talked about that because it's a a song that's pretty much about, um, you know, a, a story of a sort of predatorial guy who used his power and influence and that imbalance of power, um, on someone who was an emerging musician who was in a vulnerable state, you know, and, and, you know, that, that imbalance was really, really big, but she's one of seven women, um, and a handful of associates who have given this account to this New York times article. And it's really weird because Phoebe actually came in on my show Mm. this week on Wednesday, seriously, like literally yesterday uh, and obviously I didn't know this piece was going to be published, but I did know about the story, and when I was thinking about interviewing her, it's such a big part of her history, but also she's, in the last two years, released her debut record, done this amazing collaborative EP with Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus, just released another album two weeks ago with Connor Oberst, and she's clearly a prolific and very talented songwriter. And I didn't want this Ryan Adams thing to be her story because it so often happens that someone's experience with a predatorial guy that goes badly uh it becomes your story yeah but i did ask her um you know in in the thick of the interview i, I wanted to acknowledge it that it had happened particularly cuz i played that song and and i asked her if he'd actually ever heard the song yeah i think i was kind of like nervous to show it to him i, I mean for obvious reasons and then uh i showed it to him before it came out cuz i felt like that was the right thing to do and he was like mad for a second and then was like whatever it's a good song but ryan's a crazy person and we don't really hang out so (laughs) um i think he's fine with it question mark question mark so she's yeah now come out and spoken to the new york times as i said she's spoken about this story before but it's interesting the way that the rest of this article has come out because um it
0: includes his ex-wife mandy Moore. Um, It includes. Was that a recent comment from her, though? uh, She—that's what I was kind of confused by when I flicked over the article. Is this something she's responded to, or is this something she's said in the past?
1: No, no. This is all the New York Times, who have broken stories like this before Mm. in this quote-unquote "Me Too" story um, era, have spoken freshly to the women involved, and they basically all realised you know, in this period where they'd felt manipulated and emotionally and verbally abused by this mm. person who had kind of offered help and then when they, he then chased them and pursued them. And obviously Mandy Moore, he you know, they were married. Yeah. But it was a real, um, in other cases, when women tried to rebuff him, all of a sudden the offers would be taken away. Things would dry um, up. And he, you know, the, the the all those things would be rescinded. Connections withdrawn. Yeah, and... In that way, like one of the things that Mandy Moore says is that he really used music to control people because he's not only like he's, you know, a very acclaimed songwriter who's had a big career. People love his music, but he also runs his own label. He's obviously got huge connections in the industry. And he would apparently tell her, according to Mandy Moore, that she wasn't a real musician because she didn't play an instrument and he would sort of be re- promised to be recording songs that they'd written together and then he'd use those songs with other young singer-songwriters um in the studio and sort of just kind of keep her at bay and there's another really creepy story about an account of a 16-year-old musician who he was speaking to online i think that she messaged him you know he, she was basically a fan and it, allegedly he exchanged graphic text messages with her um, and she started feeling uncomfortable and basically backed away and then he kind of went, oh, no, I still want to record with you, you know, that kind of luring mm. her back. Um, but the idea that she would need to, this idea in her head is like, oh, this is what I need to do in order to get somewhere in the music industry. I don't want to do that. And she never played another gig again.
0: Oh, so and, it kind of stopped her at the start of her journey.
1: And this is the thing that, you know, this is the kicker, I think, with yeah. this article. Obviously, first of all, the music industry is well overdue for for its day of reckoning. And we've spoken about this before and it hasn't happened yet and there's plenty more of these stories and, in fact, this conversation uh, around the power imbalance because there's no accusations of sexual assault in this but there is a definite understanding of that power imbalance and women having to navigate that, having to, you know, tread carefully figure out how they say no without offending all of that stuff and then deal with the consequences, which often, like this 16-year-old musician who's called Ava, not her real name, basically, you know, they, they stop playing music because the idea of dealing with an industry that continually allows this and has for decades and continues to in 2019 keeps going. Jessica Hopper, who's a a journalist who we've been speaking about many times before, Mm. is tweeting up a storm today and retweeting a lot of people who, again, she's done this before a few years ago. It's sort of like sharing people's stories because it's not isolated. Mm. That's the whole catalyst for this article that these women all came together and went, okay, hang on, this person who's been loud in the industry has a history of of this kind of behaviour. And Jessica said on Twitter, literally, find me a woman in the music industry who hasn't had some dude pull that Ryan Adams quote, I want to help you, with strings attached shit. And like in this story, these are some of the reasons women abandon careers, keep their dreams private, record in their bedrooms alone. So when we talk about, again with the Grammys, this really overt... You know, attempt to be inclusive and make it very much a celebration of women, which was great and long overdue and
0: fantastic yeah, to that's, see. That's all well and good unless. Well, the idea that the structures change. yeah,
1: exactly. And the, when people are like, well, of course men and women are are equal. It's like, well, no, they're not. and these these things that happen behind closed doors are part of the huge gray areas and complexity when you're sort of wondering why why does fifty percent of musicians are female in high school? and in music school, and then they all drop away. Where do they go? It's Mm. because shit like this happens, and it becomes so hard. You've got to be so tough and deal with so much shit
0: throughout your whole career continuously. And it's also because the music industry is an industry that has forever allowed bad behaviour. Yeah. It's part of the myth of being a musician is that you can behave badly. Mm. And... Our, the entire industry is built on that—the the folklore, the myths, the stories—all of that is based on bad behaviour. Throw in alcohol and drugs into that mix, and then the other grey areas—it's—it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And sometimes I actually go, "Why am I supporting this business that has actually worked very solidly against my gender?" Yeah. For. Its entirety, yeah,
1: and the people, yeah, exactly. I mean, we talk about it all the time as well. I'm, I'm bang on. It's the the people that run the show are still largely, you know, a lot of men, but people who benefit from these this stuff happening, Mm. and so they're not going to change the rules. But Well, they
0: benefit if they make some money as well, which is probably why the organiser of the Grammys who's been around since the 80s finally woke up to himself because financially yeah. they benefit if they're seen to be woke. Yeah. But whether or not woke actually exists within the structures of the business of music, I, I firmly believe it doesn't yet. <laughs> It's just surprised me if I surround myself with positive things and I'm a Survivor. Oh, that is the best. Couldn't come up with a song to play into that segment, but we got it. <laughs> Bang Boy got it. And the reason I hear you all asking, there's an article that's gone viral. Oh, God, I hate that word. Um, it's like, anyway. I can't believe we've said Facebook Live and viral mm, in one episode. I know. It's 2011 here on Bang On. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, it went viral because it's freaking hilarious and it's called How to Avoid Turning Your Home into a Man Repeller. Interior's therapist reveals the items that could be making your abode off-putting to men and hence the I Surround Myself with... (laughs) That make me feel good. Oh, I love it. So, Zan, let me ask in your home. Oh, God. In your abode. And look, I think. Am I a man repeller? Yeah, you a man repeller. Look, I think this, I'd like to broaden it out to uh, partner repeller because in these. we we can't just discriminate, we just can't be rude to women only here, Mm, we mm. need to be rude to everybody, Mm. so gentlemen, we're we're an equal opportunity We're we're mean and equitable at the same time. Equal opportunity, meanness Um, Yeah, gentlemen, you're in for it too, if you have any kind of car body or motorcycle engine (laughs) that is yet to be put together and it's lying on a sheet in your spare room or lounge room or kitchen or any part of the interior (laughs) that's a partner repeller Okay, so this is it Um, What have you got? Have you got photos of your girlfriends up around the house? Um, no. No? Okay, that's okay. I'm a you... terrible friend. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. What about empty pots? Empty uh, vases?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got a few empty vases. Man repeller. Yeah. <laughs> what?
0: Cactus? You got any cat dye? I've got some succulents. Man repeller. <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, Buddha. Have you got a Buddha statue? No, but- no, no, no
1: Buddhas, no Buddhas. Um, books? Oh, so many books. But
0: depressing books? Any depressing books? There? What do you call it? Like a self-help book or self-help, like anything? Anything? Anything grim? Not too many. Man repelling. <laughs> this is so damning. Yeah, I know. It's Keep r- them coming though. This is good. Yeah, I haven't got too many more actually. I'm I'm at the end of that list. But it's
1: one of the ones that I liked was wasn't it? If you've got any sort of uh, portraiture of female women by themselves or a vase of like yeah. I don't know it's something like that. Empty vase with
0: no flowers. <laughs> Man just Ella. waiting to be filled. Yeah, well, like the void in
1: my heart. Think
0: back to that empty fruit bowl of the photograph of Julia Gillard. Oh my God, that's right. And the furor around that because it represented her childlessness and oh her lack of an un, uh, an, uh, an unfulfilled home.
1: Oh, we've got too much time on our hands, and we're horrible people. We're
0: horrible to women, and I just say have whatever you want around your house. Have depressing books, and if they don't like you. The way you are, they don't deserve you. And frankly, any look, I know that if they are probably left out cats in here, but but having two cats is, you know, man repeller. Exactly, man (laughs) repeller. But so many judgments are made about all of that stuff, and people wandering into your home and going, "Hmm." like, "Go piss off." Piss off. Go and live your <laughs> Literally, life. Literally, man I'll, repeller. Yeah, man Piss off. <laughs> go and live your life the way you want to live your life. And you know, if if i man repel good, good. Good. If we partner repel, good. Love me or leave me. Just just love me. Just however. love me. <laughs> however, don't be don't make me feel like I feel like you gotta be answerable to your physical. You know, the presentation, we've got to be answerable at our work all the time, you know, to be up to standard. We're answerable to our social obligations, all of that. When I go home, I want to not even worry about anyone and anyone judging me can get sick. Miff, what are you banging on about this week? the television series that everybody's banging on about sex education i've seen this is on netflix yes yeah, fantastic does gillian anderson would uh, and you say gillian gillian she is brilliant as the sex therapist mother of a young fellow who's in high school and he's a bit of a nerd a bit of an outsider and he who teams up with the bad girl to run a sex therapy clinic to deal with everyone's weird problems in high school and it's it's just gorgeous. Like you'd think it could be a little bit, you know, like a American Pie you know, yeah, kind yeah. of raunchy show about teenagers and sex. It is the absolute opposite. It's not Porky's. It's not Porky's. Sadly, sadly, <laughs> um, a great movie in the canon of great movies. And you know who's in Porky's too? I think it might have even been Porky's too. Um, Samantha from Sex and the City. Oh, my God. Was one of her early roles. Love it. I know. Um, but it's nothing like that. Although the way it's been filmed and I think there's a bit of discussion about this online, is it's not supposed to look like it's in England even though it is or there's a real kind of American high school feel about it mm. which is referencing all those 80s teen movies and it's it's just great. So you get that nostalgia, it's got a fabulous soundtrack but it's really warm and funny and hopeful and t- doesn't treat sex as if it's something to be frightened of and I wish there was something like this when I was a kid. So
1: is it pitched for teenagers, young
0: adults, like who's it pitched to? Everyone? Everyone. Everyone. It's just divine, absolutely divine. It's gorgeous, it's beautifully filmed and yeah, for teenagers they'll get a lot out of it and they'll probably learn a lot, you know. They even included an episode dedicated to, is I can't even say it, probably Vaginismus? Vaginismus. Vaginismus? That was really vaginismus. vaginismus. Like, you know, what kind of TV series deals with that stuff? Mm. It's brilliant um, but not in a bawdy way and it, I think the best bit is that it makes the kids, I imagine kids watching it feel okay about themselves without being, you know, so woke, it's ridiculous. You know, sometimes things can be a bit cloying when yeah, you're dealing yeah. in that territory. None of the above. Get in there. It's awesome. really fun. What are you banging on about?
1: I'm banging on about another um, Netflix show as well, and this is, again, some and one that a lot of people have been talking about in the last week and a half or so. Russian Doll. hmm Natasha Leon. Oh, I love her. Oh, she's so good. Amy Poehler is one of the co-creators of this as well, alongside Natasha, and it's pretty much the story of a New Yorker who is doomed to repeat... This same endless loop that begins as she arrives at her 36th birthday party. So it's, I think, along the lines of kind of Groundhog Day. Um, but it's not like Bill Murray who tries to creepily make someone fall in love with him. Instead, Natasha Leon's character uh, becomes this kind of investigator in why this is happening it becomes this sort of mystery and she. Find someone else who, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but she has a bit of a teamwork thing going on trying to unravel why she keeps on reliving these days over and over again. It's 25 minutes long. It looks great. This Again, the soundtrack is brilliant mm-hmm. and she is just brilliant in it, La- Natasha Leon, and it just totally hooks you from the first episode and you're just
0: devouring it. So eight episodes, love it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm halfway through. It's It seems so much about are we can we change our history through past knowledge about our past behaviours? Yeah. It's actually really quite deep. It has
1: got that refining thing, which Groundhog Day had as well. Mm. But I think it does, yeah, it's got a different, there's a different intention in what she's trying to do. As I said, she's not trying to make someone fall in love with her like Bill Mm. Murray was. And the intention, I think, is... Really interesting, and it's really well written. It's just so snappy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think we talk about this all the time about like how when I, whenever you bang on about saying, "I'm like, how long does it run for?" Yeah. Because you know you said so time, got time poor. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Eight episodes, twenty five minutes. You're a gift. So yeah. good. I'm gonna be plonking myself in front of Netflix all weekend. Yeah. So 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 good. Hey, Mif- That's it. Shout-outs to everyone who leaves little reviews on Bang On on the iTunes podcast. If mm. you haven't yet, we would love you to do that. And it sounds like um, really desperado, <laughs> but it helps people find us. It's, I know it seems like a silly thing, but whenever you rate and review Bang On on iTunes, um, it kind of pops up into other people's feeds. So thank you to everyone who's reviewed. Uh, we do read them all and they're very beautiful. And if you feel like popping up a review, do it. do yourself a favour.
0: Do us, do us do a favour. Do really. us a
1: favour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Use your time. Uh, waste your time on us. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we'll see you next week for Big Hat Thursday. Is it? Was it Huge Hat Thursday? Huge Hat Thursday. I'm going to do this. Okay, good. All right. Huge Hat Thursday. Huge Hat Thursday. What if
1: I just mess it up and bring in a tiny little fascinator? That's my- <laughs> fine.
0: As long as the, if the spirit's there, that's fine. Just <laughs> pop a it on sombrero a- fascinator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Some netting across the <laughs> I'm here for this. Fashion. See you next week. See ya. Bang.
1: Bang. 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 Bang.
0: Bang. Bang. Bang.
1: Bang. On. Double J.